That was not me dropping my snack bowl. That was one of our wonderful guest hosts of the evening. Um, well, I guess it's really whatever time of day you're listening to it, but it's evening right now since we're recording. Um, and I said guest co-host because I am joined by not one, but two of my most favorite people. We have... Jeanette. Jeanette is back here with us. And then my number one... Hello. Christopher. Hello. Hi. So Kate is already smooching. I know. Seconds in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. our beloved host Kate has gotten way too famous for us. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. She's. I'm making her take a selfish. She needs to take a day off. Um, but yeah, Jeanette was wondering if she got way too TikTok famous. Um, she continues to rise in fame. She's raised over $10,000 for various charities. It's been really incredible to see. And she's a force. It's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. wild because mm-hmm. I've, you guys know, I've known mm-hmm. her since she was six months old mm-hmm. and you, uh, HB fam have been with us for some of you for three years. So, um, it's just been really neat to see her use this platform for good. How about it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so a couple of things, um, some housekeeping as Jeanette had called it earlier. Um, we have a new patron, Diane. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy all of the perks. We'll be doing a October live stream later this month. Um, some fun Halloween stuff. So stay tuned for that. Um, and thank you um, for your support and thank you to all of our patrons. Um, Kate had posted on our Instagram uh, account the other day, Election Day. I don't know if you guys saw it at all. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's a rework of the song Super Date, which is um, from a season five episode called Of Course. Um, but Josh Radner, Craig, and Carter reworked the epi- uh, reworked the song to be more fitting for the election season. And it's really clever, really funny, of course, because our favorite writers were a part of it. And another one of our buddies, Alec Lev, who got a shout out in the Instagram post by Josh Radner, um, helped to make it apparently more awesome. I think it was probably the text that he added, so you can read the lyrics um, as Josh Josh sings them. But speaking of Super Date, Jeanette was with me when we saw Josh Radner sing that live, which was really fucking cool. It was amazing. Wasn't that amazing? It was such a great night. It was such a great night. I Like, thinking back on it, it was just, it was live music in general is just, like, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, seeing these guys and then, like, seeing you two, like... I was, like, six months pregnant, so I had to, like, sit down quite a bit. And now her baby's over <clears throat> over a year old. Yeah, yeah. Almost a year and 13 months. Yeah. And um, so I kind of was, like, on the sidelines, but I didn't mind. It was wonderful no matter what. But seeing Kate and Caitlin, like, up in the front, especially Kate, like, shaking that curly hair and just, like, she was feeling it, man. Mm-hmm. She was just so, like, In her element. She was living her best life in those moments. And yeah. you were so, like... Like, flittery and, like, oh, my God. Anxious. And like, yeah, but, <laughs> no one's surprised. Um, 
but shake my seeing them like just you know perform hey beautiful and then like victoria <sighs> and um but hands down though my favorite absolute favorite moment of the night was when christina Melody <sighs> sang um jokes on you by Brandy Carlisle. I'd never heard that song before. And when she started singing, it was like, I need to know this song like right away. I looked it up, I think, in the car ride home yeah. to back to the hotel. And I like just have it on repeat, but just like. Her voice is. In fact, it incredible. made me fall in love with her like even more that I, I don't really care for Andy Sandberg. I don't. I just think he's. I don't have time for him. Yeah. She was in some movie with him on Hulu or whatever. I watched it because of her. Because of her. Yeah. Yeah. Her eyes. Was it good? Um, it was weird. Okay. <laughs> like, weird in a good way. Weird, funny, like, worth it. Like, Kate and I yeah. should do a mini-sode or not really worth it. The concept of the movie was, like, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not selling me, dude. Doesn't sound good. Yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Um, some other things in the Himium universe. Because Jeanette is just such an incredible co-host and comes <laughs> prepared with... Pages and pages of notes. Yeah. She also... I have nothing. You, you're just by you my got, side. You've got your brains. Okay. And you help keep this all running behind the scenes. Like, you know, Kate and I talk about how wonderful um, Chris and Liz are to pick up the slack when we have stuff like this to do. So thank you. Um, but Jeanette came with some content that I will be sharing later on. Chris is opening up a beer. Um, but it's a picture of Colby and Taryn taking selfies after they voted. So um, early voting is happening now. Mail-in ballots. Please go vote because, as you know, Donald Trump is a literal demon from hell. <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Please go out and vote Biden-Harris. Thank you. you. musically. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump. Shaking my head. Oh, it's a, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so stay tuned at the end of the episode for some legendary moments from listeners like you. I will not make Jeanette and Chris sit through that. Um, so I will read them all on my own. You'll get to listen to my voice. Lucky you. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon All of Mighty Five level members, Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks that we offer. You can join for just as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. friends so usually kate and i have fun with our rachel's cookies and treats commercial um but i am out of cookies which is devastating so sad and i just found this out too Uh uh-huh and but i have somebody here who Mm -hmm. has also had rachel's cookies and treats that's not me that's not kate who can give a little testimonial Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're very picky when it comes to food i know i know no i'm not picky just like select it it's not not worth to put in your mouth if it's not good that's what she said hell yeah (laughs) so christopher why don't you tell us a little bit about rachel's cookies and treats and what you love 
um, about them. Remember, uh, HB fam, Rachel's Cookies and Treats is a small, family-owned and operated business. It is woman-owned. They make all of their stuff in small batches, handmade, all real ingredients, no preservatives. You can taste the love in every bite. They are so fresh. They are so delicious. Mm -hmm. They freeze like a dream. So you... If you have good self-control, which I do not, mm. they can last for a lot longer. But if you don't have good self-control, but you want them to last maybe like three or four days, then they're great for freezing. Um, and they are just delicious frozen and Ooh, even better cream? when they thaw. No. Oh. So you, have you had one frozen? Have so, you even had no, one at all? She has wow. so, okay. All right. So, so Jeanette has mm. not had any Rachel's Cookies and Treats. And we don't even have any to give her. I know, which is really sad. So... so sad. You are a part of our HB fam, so you are entitled to that promo code that we have, which will get you 25% off your offer, and you get to actually even reuse the code. So after you eat them oh, and fall in even love, better. you can reuse them again. And your sister is having a baby soon. You can send her some gift cookies. And that promo code is HBFAM. It's all caps, HBFAM, and that'll get you 25% off. And they will ship anywhere in the continental U.S. So, Christopher, please tell us about Rachel's Cookies and Treats and what you love. The brownies are amazing. The chocolate chip cookies are amazing. Chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. <laughs> the Nona cookies. Oh, the that's Nona. An apple. No, no, the, the apple cinnamon Nona cookies. The it's apple like, cider Nona's cookies, yeah. Oh, Those are, I don't even know if you can still get so them. Good. They're but, a limited edition made with, like, real apple cider from <gasps> New England. Yeah. They are out of this world. So okay. good. But... Anything with the chocolate, like the chocolate they use, I don't know what it is, but it is, it's like a chunk. It's not a morsel. Oh, I and like the chunks instead of the so chips. It is so good. And it's so good even frozen. Ah, well, they're, just they're just... Let me chip a morsel. <laughs> so Isn't handsome. that what it is? I know. Yeah. <laughs> you have me that... second guess to myself. No, I, yeah. I, think it, I think it's a chip and a morsel, right? but That's I like that you chose too. to say morsel. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. See, look, I'm just... branching out in new vocabulary words. I'm so proud of you. Right? Enjoys the brownies yeah. frozen, too. Those are so good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty yeah. much everything. Pretty much anything. But a Nona's cookie is like an Italian mm-hmm. cookie. Um, yes. oh. I love the lemon ones. And mm-hmm. it has like a little bit of like the white icing on top. You guys can't see <sighs> it, but I'm like gesturing with my yeah. hands as it's I like, usually do. It's like a frosting. I want. Like, like, a little bit of icing. Yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so okay. delicious. Okay. So as soon as you are done um, mm-hmm. recording with us, we will definitely get you an order um, as a thank you. For stepping in. Let's get into it, as Kate would say. Oh, <laughs> All right. This is season four, episode 21. We get to this episode. Three yeah. Days right. Rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, it first aired April 27th, mm-hmm. 2009. It was written by Greg Malins. He wrote Swarly, which I wish Kate was here for because that was my our favorite quote of, turn around, Chloe. Turn around. <laughs> You were just this mm-hmm. quote. Yes, you know, I've done it I know. many times. Every time the rain jacket comes out for like the first <laughs> time in a long time, she'll do it. I know. <laughs> I didn't even tell them to say that. Like, it's just, it happens in this mm-hmm. house, I guess. So I wish Kate was here, but whatever. Um, we'll see him one more time in season five for Jenkins. Um, just a little reminder, he wrote for Friends, Will and Grace. Um, current project is Why Women Kill. It's an anthology series that follows three women in different decades living in the same house as they deal with infidelity and betrayals. Lucy Liu's in it, and she's like an 80s timeline. Jennifer Goodwin, too. Yeah, she's like 50s or 60s, it looks like. And then Kirby Howell Baptiste. um, Great name. 
I did not see her in the trailer. She's a black woman, so I'm sure that's probably why. Um, I'm not sure what decade she's in, but I'd be interested to see. Um, looks fun. One, one thing I wanted to ask you quickly. So I, so in preparation for tonight, mm-hmm. I started watching season four from the beginning because I needed to have She's so good. full context. Like yeah. I, I didn't want to speak out of turn. I know we're no spoilers, yeah. so I wanted to keep in that vein. Um, did you notice that one of the producers, and forgive me if you've spoken about this before, but one of the producers is named Jonathan Groff. Yes. My God, that led me down a internet oh, rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of people who have like, same, like there's Same a Christopher names. Lloyd. Ooh, that was written for the show. So he saw it at once, and I was like, "Oh, that's a cool like thing to add to his IMDb page." And then I saw it like three or four more times, and I was like, "All right." Singing the voice of Kristoff in, <coughs> but he was the original king in Hamilton, and mm-hmm. on Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse St. James. Jesse St. James. Jesse Saint sucks. His mm-hmm. voice is incredible. Oh, it's come on. Even his speaking voice. Mm-hmm. It's very pleasing. Um, our director, as always, Pam Fryman. Um, all right, so we're going to get into it. I'll start off, um, and then you can chime in. So our episode opens um, with Ted getting a number from a woman at McLaren's, and he tells her that he'll give her a call. He struts back to the booth, showing off to the group that he got this girl's number, named Holly, and Barney shares a couple of fun facts that girls with names... Who end in L-Y are always dirty. What do you think, Christopher, in your experience? I don't have any experience with girls in L-Y or I. Mm. Hmm. Oh. You think that they're dirtier? I don't think I know any with I. Hmm. All right. Sorry, not knowing, but... Nothing like... (laughs) Nothing's coming to mind? But Mm. put a pin in that, as Kate would say, because that'll come back around towards the end of the episode. Mm. Um, Side note real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. So rewatching season four, and we went to so when we were in New York, we went to the pub that inspired McLaren. Well, it was, wasn't really a pub, and it's like seeing Ted like walk over to the booth or anything. I was like, man, I really wish that like the bar was more like basementy mm-hmm. and like not like three floors. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a little sad. But it was what? It's it three floors. Sad. Yeah, this place so it was like a multi floors. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a big place. They have a lot mm-hmm. of. A lot of space there. Okay. Um, Ted is like super cringy. We were we rewatched the episode right before we recorded just to refresh everyone's memory, and we all started talking about just how cringy Ted is when he's like, "How about I do the little, you know, hey, remember me? It's been so long." Ugh. And so bad. Barney tells Ted that he has to wait three days because that's the rule. But Ted thinks that's stupid. <coughs> And he just kind of, like, offhand says, like, I mean, who came up with that rule anyway? Oh, jeez. Which you should know better to do when when Barney's around, who then shares with the group that it was actually Jesus. Jesus started. I mean, he died, and then on the third day, he rose again. And I have to say, though, I, I love his rationale. Oh, my God. That was, like, one of my favorite things, too. So if you would have resurrected on the first day, not enough people would have known mm-hmm. that you died. So they would just mm-hmm. be like, what up? And you'd be like... Hey man, I died and I came back to life. And they'd be like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I did a wink, you couldn't see. (laughs) And he's not gonna come back on a Saturday. People are like out plowing and, you know, fashioning clothes and weaving, I think he said, Mm -hmm. or looming or something. Yeah. (laughs) And he waited the exact right amount of days. It was Sunday already. Everyone's in in church. church. 
And then, bam, he bursts through the door. Everyone's psyched. And that's when he invents the high five. <laughs> I love it because it reminds me of, like, and I wonder if, if Barney's pulling this from, like, experience with watching his dad on TV with Bob Barker as you come down the aisle for Price is Right and everyone's, like, high-fiving and oh, celebrating. Oh, very Bob Barker. Oh, that's probably that's, exactly what he was picturing. That's how I pictured Jesus coming Even back. the music, too. Yeah. dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> Wow, dude, I haven't heard that forever. We used to listen to it, watch it every day at work. 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Or when you were home in the summer or sick from but school. But the Bob Barker version yeah. of the yeah, no, version. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know like. why. Like, just, just, they should have just ended it. Agreed. Or yeah. put a robot in. Like, make robot Bob Parker. How about it? You know? Um, they could have AI that does that shit. So, Chris, uh-huh. you and I met right before Christmas, but it took okay. you a month. Yeah. How come? You care to share? Um, cause I was still seeing some other chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was out trying to get with Jeanette's friend here. And that we were at the bar. Mm-hmm. That oh, night you we were, were try- at the bar. But you were texting with Kate that night uh-huh. that we were at the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you were trying to get with that chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you went out with her very shortly after that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like two <laughs> nights later. Yeah, because then my friend, it was three. my friend was from three. high school. Oh, two. It was Mon- we went out on Monday night, and I was at the bar with them on Saturday. It was Saturday, right? Or was yeah, it Friday? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But that girl, though, that he was trying to get with, she texted me, like, later that week. and was like, yo, what's up? Like, Chris hasn't got back to me. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, yeah, Sorry. I don't know. Because yeah. I knew what was going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. friend from high school, you weren't really a friend. <laughs> <laughs> don't she lost. even get me started on that. <laughs> she lost. Yeah, big Later. time. Well, she lost even before you, Chris. No offense, but that's cool. Anyway, well, moving on. Mm-hmm. One more more dates for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Jeanette? What do you think about three day rule with you and uh, your hubs? Did you wait or did oh, he bullshit. call you? No. Or he um, totally pulled the tad. He was just like, you know, no rule. I like you. I like you. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk. Mm-hmm. But so we, it was actually funny though because. <clears throat> So we didn't actually talk on the phone until probably like like actually talk on the phone until we had been together for probably like two months. Oh, really, a month and a half? Yeah, because we were together all the time and we just texted and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things I was going to ask you. Like, do you guys even call people the way that like these people are like always calling people? Actually, yes, and I kind of like talking on the phone now. It's a little bit easier than texting, isn't it? My friend Meg refuses to text if it's like more than just a quick thing. She'll always call you, and now I don't even bother. I'll just call her. Yeah. It's just, it's easier. Yeah. It's so quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at us being old-fashioned, old fashioned, old school. Dude, I we're so, old. Don't make me get on a soapbox. Go in. Oh, God. Oh. All right, all right. Sorry. I'm not getting on my own. Cue the credits mm-hmm. to, you know, the band we saw play live. Playing the song we heard live, which was so amazing. Do you want to do the next thing? Yeah, so um, then we cut to Ted upstairs in the apartment, and he's sitting at his desk, and he's like, all right, I'm not going to call. I'm going to send a text. Hey there. Just a little texty text. Ooh. And that's when Chris pretty much just barked in his mouth when he saw that. Yeah, he couldn't that handle it. so bad. Like, why? how can you? He thought it was cute and sweet. No. So then you see the actual. It's just like, wow. There has painful. to be some filter. And he wasn't even fucked up. 
That's the other thing too. Like you're if right. You were, you're right. That, that's acceptable at between the hours sure. of sure. one and like. Wait, we don't know what time it was because he was at the bar and then was back in the apartment. No, it wasn't like he wasn't. No, but he like, was used to be like normal. belligerent. Chris is yes, right. Chris is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is a realm mm. where this is acceptable, but not unless you're like, whoo. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be. So mm-hmm. he sends the text, and then you see the actual words like texty text like pop up, and mm-hmm. then he realizes like, oh shit, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. And he actually tries like physically grab, grab them. So maybe he was fucked up then. That's true. Because he's like chasing. He can see the fucking text. text in the air. Yay. All right. So mm-hmm. probably had some sandwiches. Maybe. Possibly. So um, <clears throat> have you ever done that though? Have you ever sent a text and immediately after you hit send, you're like. Oh, I wish I could take it back. Yes, we call that a risky text. Ooh. A risky text. Yes, yeah, so Ma- Maggie would call it risky text. Like you mm. send something and you're like, maybe not texty text, and you don't regret it, but like you're putting yourself out there. And so um, I've done that, and then like you say like, oh hashtag risky text, and like you just wait and hope that. Mm-hmm. And I loved how it sounded they like. Yeah, so, 23 minutes. Oh, Yeah, so, and then I definitely have had the experience of maybe not even sending, like, <clears throat> like a full risky text, but, like, a, was it like, a half risky text? And then you wait forever. Like, and that's just the worst feeling. But then when you get that text, the complete high it puts you on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had originally typed, like, it brings you joy. But then I was like, no, it's not even joy. You feel high. Like, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Sorry, That's you feel high rush. when you see the notification. Yeah. And maybe when you read the text, you mm-hmm. immediately feel different. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love, love, loved her response, though. How weird was it that you texted me? It was in the bath. And I've got to ask. So this then, like, leads to, like, them talking about all these ridiculous situations. Have you ever texted someone cringy something like that? Like, oh, I'm in the bath. Ooh. Yes. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not really good at sexting, so. Yeah, yeah me neither. I think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I'm a little bit more visual, though, I guess, than... Mm-hmm. I'd rather be in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say cringy things? Yes. I feel like it's easier to recover. Yeah. Much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't I've say anything. I've totally like... sent the bathtub text mm-hmm. and sent a picture of my feet. <gasps> oh. Thanks. And then he sent me back... Uh, so he... Was a firefighter. Mm-hmm. A pair of shoes. <clears throat> Red cowboy boots. Hey, there oh, you go. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I it's a picture of my feet. So then he, or, or like you know the bubbles mm-hmm. all around mm-hmm. it and everything. And then he sends back a sweaty like shirtless pic from him like had just like worked out and like lifted weights and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Come on, I showed you more. Show me more." And I was just like, "Meh, meh, meh." Mm-hmm. This is also the guy who texted me when I asked me if I wanted to come over um, and wrestle. And that we get to learn a little bit more about Ted and that he has apparently a naked lady lad. Yes. Oh, so, dude. I don't get that. Yeah. And it sounds so much like Beavis and Butthead, too. Uh, that's what I don't <laughs> get, too. <laughs> and I, it seems very out of character for Ted, too. So do I have It's like one? very like... <laughs> that's what I want to know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just one ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Ted, well, no, you don't have a naked lady to laugh, but you do have like you go, ooh, you make a sound. Oh. You make a sound for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or you go, what's that? Oh yeah, what's that? Oh yeah, what's that? Yeah. That, yep, that's his naked lady <laughs> there laugh. There we go. Right? So it's not a laugh, everybody. So. And so everybody, maybe everybody's got the. It's a tell then. Yeah, mm. it's a tell. Okay. Yeah. 
But so Robin's the one who points out his tell, and he's like, no, that doesn't happen. So then we start to flashback on all these times previous where, like, Ted walked in on Lily in the bathroom and <laughs> makes the naked lady voice. And then... Um, Nature documentary. Yes, yeah, so t- time out um, in the flashback while they're watching the naked documentary. I just need to point out... Yes. Robin is eating... Archer Farms, which was a Target brand, Maui onion potato chips, and I just need to go on record and say that they are one of the top five most delicious potato chips ever made. And really, what's the other four then? That's <clears throat> proprietary information. Okay. Have you had her? Have you had Red Bag hers? What the fuck is that? No. Oh, you don't even know then, dude. It's a I'll PA you, brand. Yeah. No, shit is Deep River oh. man, all the way. Oh. Dude, Deep River is so good. <sighs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, out of this world. <laughs> Out of this world. So true. All right, so Ted kind of just acquiesces mm-hmm. and whatever. I just don't have naked lady voice. Move on. Mm-hmm. Robin stands up, is like, oh yeah, opens the rope Boom. and. <laughs> She's such a boss. I love it. Um, so then begins the texting affair. Mm-hmm. They start texting like rabbits. All, all night. Wait, all wait, next wait. Day. This is horrible. Let's start with this. This is just so horrible. That Barney. No, and we're not there yet. No, fine. We'll I'll get play. there shortly. Look, I'll right try. here. I even have the notes. Chris got so mad. Okay, go ahead. Okay, don't worry. I get a chance. Mm, to don't get worry. Mad. So yeah, so they are texting like rabbits all night, all day. Robin's on her way out, and Ted, Ted shares with Robin something racy that Molly sent <laughs> that she's hanging out. Reading architecture magazines in her old cheerleading uniform, which is our first clue that this is kind of bullshit because any woman watching this knows that's total BS. Like, she's so lying to him. And well, Robin, Robin pretty clear, like, pretty yeah. clearly, like, points that out. And it's like, hello, Ted, come on, like, come on. Would you believe if I said that, like, I'm reading no, a snowboard not. magazine in my old field hockey uniform? Right? No. Kate and I played field hockey together, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've mentioned that before. Well, I was on the team. She played. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it seems like they've really, you know, hit it off. And I remember feeling like that with you. I remember after our first date, just like texting all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? Yeah, I don't know. You texted all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that was fun. It's true. It started right from the very first date. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. like Holly and Ted a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Some little texty text. A little texty text, yeah. Now, I remember us saying that after watching this episode, like, way back when we first were watching the show, the first run through. Do you remember? Uh, no. Mm. I do. I don't remember a lot from this. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it, Ted is like, everything's going really great, but then he gets this text that's clearly meant for somebody else. And... He shows it to Robin and says, hey, baby, I picked up some takeout from Gennaro's. Robin tries to say that... So she was like the perfect BFF in this situation. Like, trying to rationalize what she very well knows is not a great situation. Mm -hmm. But she she hangs in. She really does show up as the BFF in this one. Yeah, she really tries to support Ken's. Like, it could be maybe it's her brother or sibling or maybe her sick dad. But further on in the text, it says... Then I want you to do me on the couch. So then she makes a joke like, well, I guess it's not her dad unless it's a very sick dad. And it just falls so flat. Not dead. Mm. I love 
I think those are some of my favorite Robin moments when she just says those jokes that fall flat on everybody else. But, but she like giggles. Yeah, yeah. She thinks it's hilarious. Um, so Robin heads out and we see her stopping at the bars and she sees Bar- Barney and Marshall. And she goes down the booth, but there's something blocking her way. And it's a takeout bag from Gennaro's, which is where Holly just went. But dun, dun, dun. The mystery is solved. Who... Is Holly really Christopher? Marshall and Barney. How does that make you feel? It's you sons so, of bitches! I know, like I shake my that fist. Like, that's so mean. When man. Robin says you sons of bitches, mm-hmm. that, it was just yes. it was the best. She is she like does. Mm-hmm. She really had it right. pissed. Yeah. I would be too. Christopher doesn't like lying or deceitfulness. He's very honest and truthful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. So these kinds of things are really hard for yeah, us. We don't, don't like them. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it's so... Do you know but it shows like catfish? what Barney yes. is. You know? So yeah, so it turns out that they were just really trying to protect Ted. Barney knew that Ted would fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. So he switched out her number for his work cell. Which Marshall has the typing control over the entire time, I just want to point out. Also, Barney's cell was a Blackberry. I had one, actually, when Did you? we first met. So yep. cool. And I remember, like... I wrote even down. I thought it was the coolest, and it made me feel so corporate and powerful. But Jesus damn, it was the second worst phone I ever owned. Really? What? First worst phone, though, was, like, one of the very first Androids, like, Samsung Androids that came out. I just remember, like... Because it was an Android? Well, I just remember, like, being in the middle of wedding planning emergencies, like, on site, and having, like, to look up where the nearest place to go buy pistachios was or something. There was a big pistachio emergency at a wedding one time. I know, right? The shit you never thought you'd say. Seriously. And not being able to, like, access the internet quick enough. And I just remember, like, throwing it in my bag and be like, that's it! Monday morning, I'm buying an iPhone! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't... I don't sorry if Android users... I it's just, okay. I don't... Like, well, no, I do understand it. It definitely fits. Yeah, no, I do. So, um, I, I, another thing. So when Barney gets the text from Ted, mm-hmm. he's like super excited, like, "Oh, look, look, look! I knew it!" And then Marshall does the chess thing, like you do. What? Marshall did the like, oh. oh. But when Marshall does it, it's more of like in the vein of Chris, and he says, "You're, you're so, so cute." cute. Yeah. Whereas when you do it, you're like. Oh, that's I'm t- I'm being touched. Yeah, like I'm touched. Bless your heart. I'm being touched. Yes, that's so sweet. Um, where? Hold on. Where? Oh, I started like cringing thinking about like the getting to know you text conversation that Ted's having with oh, Faye Holly and just like because you know he's so invested. I know it made me feel really uncomfortable. So, but Marshall says that they should tell him, like, right away, and Barney, or, or <laughs> let's pretend they're Holly. And it is kind of like a perfect situation. They know exactly what to say to hook him. They know exactly what will rail him in, as evidenced by, you know, the red cowboy boots. Like, they Excuse say, me. he's like, or, Barney says, we could tell her that we, our favorite color is red, and we really like the cowboy look. <laughs> And I love Robin on the couch, and she kind of looks up as he walks by because she can hear, like, the click-clack on yes, the yes. floors. They're so high, too. They're so high. Oh, my God. And they're just not... You're not pulling them off, Ted. I'm very, very sorry. 
Um, eventually they get to a point where they realize that they're about to have sex with Ted. <laughs> Ted's like, we're only wearing, I'm only wearing the boots. And then Barney's like, it's on. It's- and Marshall's like, wait, we're, we're about to have sex with Ted. <laughs> and they both look at each other in like disgust. Yeah. And sit back down. Like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Robin tells them that they're mean and it. It is mean. Well, but the, then the boys say that they're just protecting him from himself, a la Lily, breaking up all of his past relationships. That's oh, good. Look at her. Wow. She so, does her research. So it's just like, mm-hmm. is Ted really that powerless over his heart that like his friends are like babysitting his love life? Why? Like, mm-hmm. It's like my mom. Yeah, it just feels all the I was going to say, we're always in other people's shit like that. Yeah. We need to I stay mean, it, to it our own shit. It feels sweet in that, like, they know him I so know. well and they love mm-hmm. him so well, but then it feels kind of creepy, like, live and let live. Right. Yeah. But let him fuck so it So it's up. like, but when yeah. you're, like... You do you. Wouldn't it be so special to feel like you had friends that were, like, watching out for you, but then also at the same time, like... Like, I'm sure in past relationships, your mm-hmm. friends have been like, uh, her yeah. boyfriend sucks. Well, we can't tell her. But yeah. do you kind of wish they had told you? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look at you, yeah. Yeah, like, Mark and his friends, like, they're, uh, a friend of his got divorced semi-recently. <gasps> no, no. Oh. Yeah. And, um, Damn. within the past few years. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, and they were all talking one night at a campfire, it was just the mm-hmm. guys, and they were like, well, why didn't you tell me that she was terrible? And they're like, well, like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Some people yeah. you can't because they love them. Or not even that, but like, Ooh. where, like, when is it okay to say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who is it okay to say it to? Like, right. I, think, I mean, I think it's so special that they like have that relationship. But I mean, Lily was maybe like a, a little to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I agree with all of her decisions and choices. Same. Um. But this is in that in that same vein. No. Well, because they're dudes, so I don't think they know how to do it well. Mm. Uh, but it's really funny because, like you said, they know him so well mm. that they're able to see all the signs that he's moving too quickly. Um, he suggests they get married as a joke, a really crazy, soon, way too soon trip suggestion to go to Germany, and then too personal, too soon. And as Marshall's reading this list off, Barney has the receipts of all the texts that show exactly like what Ted's thinking and that they know he's going to say I love you soon. And but then Marshall says, but the problem was he wasn't saying I love you as soon as they thought. So stop. Yeah. So stop doing it. So just come clean. Let then So it didn't work. Right. Or he's he's not gonna say it. Like he's learned his lesson or he's you know, growing up. Whatever. Don't. But then they meet Stan. Stan. Okay, so I did talk to text notes for this, but I have to read you exactly what I wrote. Okay. OMG, capital OMG, I wrote. Stan's voice. I hope that man has an audiobook recording contract or a podcast or something, or maybe even a story on the Com app. I would totally pay the subscription fee on the Com app for uh, <laughs> I would totally pay for a subscription fee on the Com app. Actually, I almost paid it last night for a Killian Murphy story because that oh. Irish accent of his, that yeah. deep throaty yeah. voice. Yeah, I want Stan on the com map. I would do that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, can you imagine audiobooks narrated yeah. by him? Oh so, my god. His name is Kevin Michael Richardson. He's from the Bronx and he is a voice actor. 
actor. Oh, voice artist. Magical. Excuse me. Yeah. They said he's known for his deep voice and, and those dimples. IMDb called him, or in his like biography, a well-known king-sized actor. He was uh, did some voices. I picked three shows that I think all of us will enjoy: Powderpuff Girls for me, Family Guy for you, and T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for you, Jeanette. He's Shredder, isn't he? I don't remember exactly who he was on there, but he played does some voice. I have to look. Why? Well, we'll look later, friends. Or maybe we should do it now. I don't know. Let's see. Hmm. Career. Let's see. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, General Aguila. Aguila? Aguila? Um, no. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I don't know. But he's done a ton. Unfortunately, I do. Mm. Trolls World Tour. He was Mr. Dinkles. <gasps> I'm sure you're no familiar way. with that. He was a seagull voice on a SpongeBob movie. Mm. Matrix he was in. What? Yep. Matrix Revolutions. Mm. A bunch of like Disney things. He's in um, the Simpsons. Mortal Kombat. Yep, The Simpsons. Um, ton of stuff. Uh, he was a voice for Tar- Tartareth in Halo 2 video game. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, everyone out there who is finds themselves just drawn to Kevin Michael Richardson, he's fucking married. But Ugh. I don't know what his arrangement is, so really, who can say? It's not totally off the table. So, where are we? Um, yeah, so then they meet Stan. So just, and he just coaches the boys. They, he kind of like lets them, they let him know like what's going on and Stan's like, just tell Ted that you're out there thinking about him, caring about him. All your fears, all your yesterdays just wash away and only hope remains in the promise of his embrace. So he's, good God, he's quoting a lot of Pablo Neruda, who we know is Ted's favorite from the Naked Man episode. Remember, he had saw a copy of his favorite bo- uh, poems on, um, I don't know, some chicken tape. Yeah. Good job. Oh, you're so good on her coffee table. But she said, oh, he's he speaks Mexican or something. Yeah, it's just blah, 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 blah. Oh, God, she was awful. She was she so was good at it. it. Oh, she was so good at it. She was so good. I think she was um, a soap opera actor, which she's been in like a ton of stuff because I Googled her because she looks so familiar. She's married to Brandon Routh. Who's that? He played Superman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, but she's been in like Parenthood, Revenge. Mm-hmm. Like she had like a huge list. She's just, she's, she's got a very distinct like look yeah. about her. I love her. Um, so yeah, so it's even better because Stan doesn't really know anything about Ted and that's his favorite uh poet so it's really incredible so you know that i love you has to be coming soon but still not but like he just like but like stan keeps going and Mm -hmm. like you can tell like barney and marshmallow i said marshmallow (laughs) that's okay the barnacle and marshmallow are starting to like get emotional yeah barney's like crying and well so like then he starts choking and he like looks away he's like whatever it's okay like and then he's like ooh, and he like you could see him like swirl around the scotch but um but then like in the next scene stan starts talking about holding her and stroking her hair and he's going on and on and you can see i don't i of course was watching marshall the whole Mm -hmm. time because he's my og 
but he starts like swallowing really hard and he starts like rocking his body and he's like going like this and he's like rocking his body and it looks like he's gonna just like jump into Stan's lap fully mouth kiss him with like I'm picturing like a lot of saliva yeah. from this one because of how like much he's swallowing and when he's done t- when Stan's like done talking Marshall like the second his mouth stops moving Marshall shouts yes which further promotes my theory that Marshall will just mouth kiss him. Tons of saliva. Yeah, I can see that. I see it as though it happened, actually. Can't you? Just see yeah. him, like, petting his head and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but then, you know, Marshall then sends the text that's meant for Lily. Yeah. I'm not sure why, you know, he's texting um, Lily from Barney's work so far. Yeah, But yeah. that's okay. Um, well, but I love when we see Ted like reading the text and he's like clutching a pillow and he's like starting to get emotional. emotional. Like Ted, have you ever gotten like a text or an email or a letter or like some kind of like written communication that you've just like read like over and over and over because it like makes you have like feelings good or bad? I screenshot text messages from him that I love and read them again. You're so cute. All right, don't make fun. And you do you? <sighs> Asshole. <laughs> yeah, do I you? Like, like when someone, like, to me it's like when someone takes the time to, like, write to you. It's like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, even if it's like a silly, like, email or something. Like an actual, like, real email. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely save it. Or, like, I have cards that, yeah, like, someone wrote me. From, like, like, my students' families and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I have, like, really mm-hmm. nice cards. Um, I have, like... I think I actually just deleted them because I was starting to feel oozy when I read them. But I had a bunch of emails from someone that I dated that I loved rereading. But then I, like I said, I started feeling oogie because, you know, yeah. I'm like married and everything. <laughs> True. True. Mm-hmm. But mostly though because he was oogie too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to read nice things that someone thought it about is, you. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. But I could just picture like Ted totally being that guy. Like having... Every note, every text message, every... Every postcard. Every everything, Oh, well, yeah. yeah, but that's different. It's the same thing. No. So Chris doesn't want you all to know that he saves every note that Kate writes him. I write a lot of notes, too. Every I saved post-it. the post-it that you sent in her suitcase for me oh, to yeah. our New York trip. Yeah, yeah, I still have it. Yeah. I still have them, too. Yeah, I have a whole backpack of them. Yeah. Not, like, a legit backpack full of post-its. Yeah. And orange cards. I make a trip down to it probably like uh, once a quarter or so. Fiscal quarter to stuff yeah. it. We yeah. we gotta do something with, with those. My new bounty. And I look back at the old ones before I would say before I told him I loved him. Mm. Oh. Just be like, gonna have you ever told so the much. I love you story? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Waited. I never had told anybody I loved them first, and I really loved Christopher a whole real lot. And right away. Right away. Mm-hmm. Like Ted. No chill. And I had you you tried very very hard for the chill you <sighs> you actively practiced being chill about it. That's true. You would like see that you were getting unchill, and you would rain that shit back in. I'm not even. I'm not joking. She knows You're the she's one been that there. Saw it too. Oh my god, we'd be in the kitchen, and he'd be standing over the counter, just like chopping shit. Actually, you were probably making quesadillas. Probably. We went through a. Big quesadilla face. Like, it was we a would, thing. Remember you made me the pizza one? Yes. Yes. We yes. Made, everyone had their own special quesadillas. Yes. He made a special quesadilla. 2.30 in yes. the morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, um, that was so good. He'd be standing at the counter, and she'd summer. walk up behind him and just hug him, and he'd be like, mm. and then he'd just stand there and let her like let her like hold him. I don't let him have any personal space. But then, mm-hmm. and that was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then, um, she would just like. <laughs> Look at his back and mouth. I love you and all she the would, time. She would turn her head and look at me and be like, "I love him," and I'd be like, "I know." <laughs> and then she'd like look out the other side and be like, "I just love him." And she would just like nuzzle her head like a cat. And like I, had, nuzzles, you know. I had no idea. <clears throat> For like months, I would do that. Like six months, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, worked up the courage when we were in the Outer Banks. Jeanette was with us. And I was sleeping in the same room. Sleep in the same room. And Chris was very drunk, about to pass out. And I was like, hey, handsome. And then uh, I told him that I loved him. And he didn't say anything for a few seconds. And I was, like, losing my mind. And then he pulled a Han Solo and said, I know. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what Mark said to me, too. Mm-hmm. And it finally worked up the courage. We were in bed. And he was shit-faced. And I was like, I love you. And he's like, he just, he patted me on the back. And he was just like, I know. Fuck you. Did you, get, <laughs> did you get an answer quicker than how long did it take? Probably like 30 seconds. I think I fell yeah. asleep. For yeah, he like, like passed out a little bit. Oh, back. it was definitely quicker than 30 seconds. But yeah. it was like yeah. he pat me on the back. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. This, yeah. this is... Then he was like silent. That would freak me out. And then, I love you too. Because he said he actively had to like wake himself up. He was like, oh, shit, I better say something. <laughs> oh, shit. Did I just She's going to be waiting. <laughs> I think this really happened. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. And then the next morning, though, you later. were like, I'll never forget that. You just, you you couldn't even, like, stand it. You just wanted to, like, stand up on the roof and shout it. Yeah. My face hurts from smiling right now. It's true. Well, it's very it's much. true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Marshall, Robin tells them that she has to, they have to call Ted right now and apologize. But, or, go ahead, tell me. Oh, I was just going to say, um, just to go back real quick, Stan says, like, that big, long line about, like, bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Marshall's like, I don't know what bread was in there, but, mm. and it's like, to me, like, love language is cheese and bread. Yeah. Like, my son is obsessed with feta cheese right now. Ooh. I love that. Like, that's part of his love language at this moment in his life. I'm here for it. Yeah, I can get on board with that. And my daughter is obsessed with bread. I can get on a charcuterie board about that. Hell yeah. (laughs) What? Nice. Where did that come from? Who gets on a charcuterie board? (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? All right, moving right along. Uh, Okay, so Ted doesn't text back. mm -hmm. The guys are super disappointed. Stan decides he's got to leave. And they're like, but when will you be back? And in stand, true Stan fashion that we're learning, I'll be back when the wind, fate, and chance bring me back. But tomorrow, because it's cheesesteak day. Dude, cheesesteak day is always a reason to go back to the place. Like, I remember... Coming from a Philadelphia. Many, yeah, seriously. And then, oh, anytime you can get a good cheesesteak day, you gotta go. Mm. So, so I Robin, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Robin wants to know, did he mention he had a girlfriend or anything? And then it was all going that. great until the boys sent the wrong text. Robin wants them to come clean. And they're just like, no, because they want to prove that they're right in typical male fashion. Mm-hmm. So dumb. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So dumb. And we cut to the apartment and Ted basically pounces on Robin as soon as she mm. opens the door to let her know that Holly explained it all. And it turned out her friend Marsha used her phone to text her husband Billy. 
I love Robin's line. Marshall and Billy. No one sprained anything there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ob- so obvious. Um, then Ted starts to... They're better than ever. Yeah. I think I'm falling for her. Oh, it's so cringy. Yeah, it really is. But but then Robin blurts out that it's really just Marshall and Barney True. catfishing him. Because that she doesn't want it to go any further than it already has. And that how she tells him that they didn't believe he could wait the three days. And so we get these like delicious scenes <laughs> yes. of Ted remembering all the things Holly said to him. But instead of Holly, like in the bath. Well, they show Holly first. Yeah, they show Holly first. We see the reference. Marshall and Barney. In the bubble bath. In the bubble bath, snuggling together under a blanket, looking at the sky, and then, you know, of course, on the couch. In their cheerleading uniforms, reading an architectural magazine. And I would totally watch those scenes on repeat. I'm actually going to try to either find a screenshot or take a screenshot myself for my desktop background. (laughs) Have a reminder set to do it Monday morning. I love that. That's so good. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. I love how snuggled up they are, too. Like, all, like, leaning into each other. I wrote that, too. Like, I love that Marshall and Barney are snuggling, especially in the bathtub. And, um, why are there no other shows like this anymore? Uh, Yeah, so Jeanette had sent me a text (laughs) that she was, you know, catching up on season four and watching the episode. And she was like, this is the best show ever. And it so is. It's, I mean, there are some jokes that don't. You know, didn't age well. Of course, of course. But it, the writing on it is so clever. It's just fun. And, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's such a good show. Um, so Rob, Ted and Robin decide that they're going to, you know, mess with Barney and Marshall. And Robin suggests that he tell them that he has three months to live. Ted doesn't like that idea. Robin is really pushing hard for it. But eventually Ted comes up with something. Um, and text the guys that he knows he probably shouldn't say this because he hardly knows her, but what the hell? He'll just say it. And so we see Marshall and Barney in Barney's office just, like, like just cannot, can barely wait. Barney, um, excuse me, Marshall has, like, the phone, like, right in his hand, clutched so close. And he says, sometimes, I sometimes have gay dreams about my best friend. And this is just so, like, particularly <laughs> devious because we already know that Barney and Marshall fight over who is Ted's best friend. So, you know, we get to see, like, them kind of fight over who is Ted talking about. And, Chris, when we watched this earlier, I said that this is like us with you, Jeanette, because <laughs> we are both of your best friends. And, like, I can't invite... So, listeners at home or wherever you are, I can't invite Jeanette over unless Chris is also going to be home to enjoy her company. Mm-hmm. Because when we... So Jeanette and I met first as friends, and then Chris and Jeanette worked together. Chris and I dated. Jeanette and Chris lived together, and so we were all together for all the time and just mm-hmm. all best friends. So mm-hmm. very similar to the dynamic mm-hmm. of Ted and Marshall and Lily. Mm-hmm. And then Barney... And My boyfriend Marshall's at the time, unfortunately, over. was nothing like Marshall. He mm-hmm. doesn't. He's not included in the inclusion. <laughs> um, we all just shift to fill the various roles of whoever. Yes, 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 yes. So Chris and I are like Marshall and Barney. I'm. 
I think you have like way more game, so you would be more like Barney, and I'm like snuggly and his bitch. Arguments like, yeah, are yeah, much yeah. more Barney, way more Barney. Uh-huh. Um, and so yeah, we argue, not argue over who her best friend mm-hmm. is, because obviously it's me. Mm-hmm. But um, one that's never been proven. <laughs> <laughs> And I love too when Ted's like, Marshall's my best friend. And Ted and Barney just like, like he didn't, it it doesn't doesn't happen. Like it just comes out of his mouth and dissolves. And Barney just like keeps going. But like, I am, I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So just every time we, we see them fight over who the best friend Mm -hmm. is, it just makes me laugh and think of you, Jeanette. So (laughs) I love that. Um, So yes, and then they're arguing about who Ted is having the gay dreams about. And, you know, we all know Ted likes a nice body, so it's obviously going to be Barney. But here's the thing, Stinson. I'm snuggly. You're not. Snuggle up next to this business on a Sunday morning. Cuddle up in the comforter with the rain coming down, muffins warming up in the oven. I'm cuddly, bitch. Well done, well done. So well good, done. so One good. One of my like, oh, my face hurts yeah, from like, yeah. like yeah. top Marshall mm-hmm. moments. I was so excited mm-hmm. when I when you asked me to do this, and I and I started watching the episode, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is the one, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I just, oh, I just adore him. He's the best. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I love the line. Where Marshall points out that he and Ted have a history. Yes. And there are things that he would do that would blow <laughs> his. And, like, Marshall's like, you don't even fucking know <laughs> the hand gestures yeah. and how, like, physically invested in that sentence he is. Mm-hmm. And then they both kind of pause and are like, wait, like, why do we keep trying to have sex with Ted? <laughs> again, again. So, well, again, so, this is, like, Chris and I fighting yeah. over yeah, Jeanette. But, like, even, so the thing that makes this so messed up, too... From so the straight male perspective, okay. I know that you guys don't, love don't, this one, right? Don't straight white male, yeah, exactly, right? Cishat white male. I know. I'm but sorry, then, fans, right? friends. But so family. this is what is so funny though is that then the the joke of being that your friend is having a gay dream about you, you know, and you're just like, fuck, like what do you say then? You know, like I was like, like what. Huh, like, no, but I think they're both like so pumped. They're at the honored. Start. Yeah, they're like uh, so excited to think that like Ted are. is like sexually right. dreaming about them. Like, they really are flattered and uh-huh. love it. Mm-hmm. And, and then they realize like the reality of it. Like, oh, it's Ted. He wants to put his wiener in somewhere in my body. Probably not okay with that. And right. that's when things stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's why. And that's what cracked me up is that that's where the show took it. Like down that yeah, avenue yeah. with it. Especially at that time, mm-hmm. too. I mean, I know it was only mm-hmm. 11 years ago, but... Right. But if you made that that kind of joke to, like, your friends as, like, straight white guys, like, I don't, that is, that's just, like, the first thing, like, oh, what an awkward moment right there. Mm. But they fight over it. But they do. I, right. know. I love that's it. That's what's yeah. so great. They spin it on its uh-huh. head. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I w- there are things... <laughs> I know his hand gesture is just yeah. perfect. Like, uh, yeah, cringe. so at the bar, the arguing continues over who Ted has the dreams about. <laughs> and I love that Marshall's like, me, Marshall Erickson, star <laughs> of Ted's Gay Dreams. <laughs> oh, and he like perks up and he like puffs out. He's this proud chest. And, you know, Ted ends up meeting him at the bar and Marshall asks how it's been going. And Ted tells him that he had this really weird dream. And the boys again like perk up and are like, you can you can share. It's a safe space. Tell us, you know, so because they, they want to find out who Ted wants to have sex with. Is it Marshall or is it Barney? 
but he ends up tricking them. Right, Jeanette? What's he do? He wastes a half an hour <laughs> oh. talking about architecture. And you can clearly see that Marshall is, like, disappointed. And he's, and Barney's just flat out pissed off. So I, well, hold on. Wait, I'd stop you for a sec. Yeah. I want to do that to somebody. Like, what a great idea. Like, to get back at somebody like that, to just sit there and be like, I'm going to go on about some bullshit that I know that you don't even it's care about. You. And it's killing you. because you're waiting this one, this thing. one thing. Right. So I'm going to be able to, and you're going to just be It is like a special sitting, kind of hell, right? isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why I was like, oh, another good play there. That is like, a good it, one. Right. Yeah. That was really and that smart. Takes, yeah. And to be able to, to do it and to sell it as if you're really telling it as your own dream, yeah. too, is um, even better. Yeah. So I do think that his like get mm-hmm. his revenge was good. Mm-hmm. The gay dreams thing, As, you know. Again, he knew how to play them. He mm-hmm. knew the what would pull friend. their strings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think the three months to live though would have been great. I had a friend once who did that to me in college. He um, he was telling me all about how he was like really thirsty all the time, and he was like telling me other things. And I'm like, you need to go to the doctor. Like something's clearly wrong with you. <laughs> he call proceeds to call me and say like yeah so i went to the doctor and i have like an electrolyte deficiency and i'm like drink gatorade like what's (laughs) what okay and he's like no it's like a legit thing like i only have like 18 months and i was like what What? and he he had me going for like a half an hour rude see that's what i'm saying like i don't get that it killed me why was this okay to do to other people like it yeah we don't like intentional deceit yeah why like what do you well i think he wanted them to suffer a little because he they had made him suffer for what two days 18 hours Mm -hmm. so but um i loved when he finally like gets to the punchline of his dumb dream Mm -hmm. and marshall always coming in with the yep the same, okay, so machines rise up against us, which I instantly thought of um, lightsaber turkey carving. Yep. What? I um, thought of Terminator 2. No, it's, that's, she's referencing an earlier episode. Uh, oh, sorry, everybody. Um, you, me, and Barney. Which one of you, like, uh, which one of us would you like to get with? Machines me. rise up? <laughs> like, me? And I love how Ted's like... Why do we have to get with one of you? Like, we're talking about machines. What does this have to do with sex? And Barney's like, well, so machines want to watch. That's how they get down. That's how they get down. Yeah, like, that is one of the best lines. Like, it the, is, but the way off he, the like, couple, delivers he delivered it. it. Right. Yes. That was, it yes. wasn't, mm-hmm, it wasn't over the top Barney. It was just like, here's like, uh, just an easy one. like that. And it's so funny. It because is. It, Neil Patrick like Harris is so good. No. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got great timing and delivery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Um, yeah, I love how he's like, would it be me? Barney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I do that with, you do that with, like, children. When you want them to choose something, you try to make it sound more enticing when you offer it. Yeah. Or this one. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Um, but Ted says, oh, you know, I guess I would have to choose. And he yells, Holly. And if you... Watch the episode more than once. You know that you can see her in the back room at the bar, um, basically waiting for Ted to shout her name. And then you can kind of see her tell the people she's talking to that she'll be back or she's leaving. And she walks over. And so Ted tells Barney and Marshall that he knew it was them. Robin had told him. And that's why he made up the thing about the dream. And he didn't wait their precious three days to call her. He had found out where she worked and got her contact info from that. So, Chris, have you ever looked up anyone's work information to contact them? 
No, I think I went and saw some one chicken one time. Uh, no, we def- definitely did. Did we? No. I don't know. Email? I don't know. Mora? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> he had a total guilty look from the beginning. He just had to leave him there know, to tell I him know. it was okay. It's okay. He knew immediately. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You're so cute. Man, I Look, got... I had it in here. Wow. In bold. L-O-L-O-L-O-V. Anyway, so Ted contacts Holly through her job and tells her what happened. And didn't wait the three days. And she Did she like that he didn't wait the three days? No, she didn't like it. She loved that. Which was interesting choice of words. But So Holly's played by Rebecca Budigo? Budigo? I don't know how to say it. She is definitely known for her soap opera work. She was on Guiding Light and then moved over to All My Children. She was on 697 episodes of Holy All My Children. Cow. Then Whoa. now she's on, um, or more recently has been on General Hospital. She's So she's you know very good at playing like kind of crazy characters because of the soap opera piece. Um, so... I love that Ted, like, declares, I can take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He has this little, like, little soapbox for, like, I do feel like season four is a big one for Ted, though. Mm -hmm. Like, up to this point, at least. There's a lot happening. Yeah, like, starting things out with Stella and that whole mess and him, like, trying to, you know, like, leaving work and... Starting his own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like this is me kind of the start of him... Coming to terms, what's important for him. I think he's done like a lot of self reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That he does try to push too hard sometimes to make things work. I know that. That is you, That's yes. Me. But I love, he says that. He you is know, a romantic and he is so hopeful and optimistic. And like he says, like the. Um, the girls that don't like that he mm. called too soon are not the ones for him. And, and he's right. He's well, right. That's the biggest point. And, and I felt like right. that way about you because I know, like, I was not really a snuggler before I met you, and snuggling you is my favorite thing. To, like, I give you no personal space. It was I in your wedding get, vows. Yep. I cannot get close mm-hmm. enough to you. It's the best. Yeah. And so it's just with the right person, mm-hmm. it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's just matching up the right crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, future Ted tells us that, um, you know, he proved that you don't need to wait the three days. Um, but until this moment, he has never told anybody what mm-hmm. happened. And so we see, you know, Ted and Holly having a really great time at the restaurant. But then we get the audio from the scene. <laughs> and we see Holly making the same three mistakes that Ted had made when he thought he was texting her. So she makes a joke about getting married just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. kidding. Right. What? Uh, just like, oh, it's so bad. It's so cringy. Taking like, a crazy trip to Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Sharing personal information way too soon. And that's when you have to start, like, you know, that mental process of thinking. <laughs> Distancing yourself. No, yeah. Am I drunk enough? Or do I need another drink? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be worth it? This worthy of naked man to yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. this going to be worth it or not? Oh, right. my God. Because clearly she is crazy. So, you know, maybe Ted, Ted did get saved by Marshall and Barney. That's true. And if she were the white one for him, Ted wouldn't have been so right. turned off by the things that he does. <clears throat> I, like, I mean, I do think that it, like, there's that fine line of, like, you know, Lily. Like, she did the front porch test. Like, mm-hmm. 
she knew what worked for him and, and they know what worked for him. But, but he is right, you know, like, uh, like he says when he closes out, um, you hear hit future Ted, like a lot of rules, there are times to follow them and times to not. When I got your mother's number, I called her right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I know Mark and I, we called each other, talked to each other rather, right away. You guys talked to each other right away. Slept with Chris the first night. Mm-hmm. Like, dropped my panties right away. I wish Mark would have slept with me the first night. Oh, so, 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 so good. good. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's what I was that, like. Why? What, like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Right. Well, it took him forever to kiss me. I had to kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> He's so sweet. He uh, he was, he, you scared him, I think. I, I think still, I did, too. I totally did. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But I knew what I wanted. And he loved you. He loved you so much. And I think he was just scared of, like, probably, like, pushing you away too soon. Mm -hmm. Or just he was going to follow your lead a little bit more. Well, he, um, we had made plans to go out on a Friday night. That was going to be our first date. But then a couple days before the date, I think it was, like, two days before the date, he texted me and asked if we could move it to Saturday night. And come to find out it was because he um, accepted a date with someone else (gasps) two days before and she could only do Friday and not Saturday, so he asked if I would switch. I never told you that. No, that's yeah, 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 that's great. And then like the week after we went out, we were like, I think we we went out on our first date on a Saturday, and then we went out again on Monday. Mm-hmm. And he went out with someone like later on that week, and she, I guess, tried to like get with him, and he was like, you know what? I think I got something going on somewhere else. Wow. And I was like, you can tell me if you slept with her. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And he's like, no, I didn't. I couldn't. I was like, no, really, did you? It's fine. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's been, he, his thing is like, this is, this is it. Yeah. This is as good as it's going to get. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. That was something refreshing about you. Yeah. That, What's that? That's that you didn't play really games. Secrets. No oh. secrets. No like, this is what... This is it. What should I say? What should I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You were just always from the beginning. That's right? what was nice. Yeah. yeah, no games. That's what you said mm-hmm. to me. And you told me, like, that you were good friends with Jeanette, and she's one of your best friends, and I couldn't get jealous about that. And I was That's like, true. but she is my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can't get jealous about that. And I don't know. It just It was always really nice not to, mm-hmm. to have uh, any of the games like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. We get this really great post-credit scene. Oh, I know. Or not post-credit, just a little after little scene. Barney, Marshall, Robin are at McLaren's and our beloved Stan walks in the door and Marshall like gets up to greet him. Yeah. Like, I think he was probably going to kiss him fully yeah, on the mouth. Yeah. Lots of saliva. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, but are you working tonight? Turns out he took the night off. Mm. He's got a date. With, with Robin. Robin. <laughs> Go Robin. And Chris said, what would you say? Dude, like, he was a, he gonna, was like, what the? Yeah, he's going to break her. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh. Dude is and so then Marshall weird. and Barney, do your date with us. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we could all hang out together. They tried so hard. And they Barney, were so desperate. Do you like magic? <laughs> <laughs> and they walk away and Stan has no idea who they are. He goes, this is a tall white she's head. Like, yeah, she's like, do you even know their names? <laughs> Like, no. no. <laughs> it, was, it made me feel really sad for mm-hmm. them, even though it was, like, fake. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. All right, so that was uh, Three Days Rule. What did you guys think of the episode? Dude, I, uh, I so t- it made me just sad just, because, I, yeah, what do you do? I just slammed, like, into the table, like, full-on nipple, and I don't <laughs> have a bra on, and it was just, like, oh. full nipple, 
jammed into the side of the table. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, just conflicted feelings. Like I, I know there there is some really good. Funny you were parts, cringing though, right in the beginning. There's some cringe, yeah. But just the the whole premise of the episode too, just being like the lie of that. And I'm, but it is it's Barney too, and the way they bring it back to like the whole story. It's you know it's them and without Lily. So mm. yeah, so the you know they filmed this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily's last week of pregnancy. So mm-hmm. um, in the last uh, week's episode, Mobius designs. Barney tells her the really dirty joke, and she goes, "That's it. I can't hang out with you." And we didn't see Lily again for four weeks because she's on her maternity mm-hmm. leave with her new and baby. They are hiding Kobe's belly a big oh time. My God. Like sometimes it's like so obvious, and then other times they do like a great job. So I feel like they've just got to like pick one and yeah. go with it. Like, yeah. um, there, I think in Grey's Anatomy a couple of times maybe people have been pregnant and they just like didn't address it. Like they were just like, there she is, and they never like added into the storyline or tried to hide her or whatever and interesting yeah very interesting um i feel like it's not it's a good episode it's decent like it just kind you just kind of get to know a little bit kate always has like a really good insightful comment do you have a legendary moment from today's episode your favorite anything could be anything it could be an outfit it could be robin's pregnant boobs oh dude there you go <laughs> Robin's pregnant boobs in the beginning of the episode is and the like they're at jammy. the bar. Oh, no, I was gonna yeah, say when yeah. she's in yeah. oh, no, when the she's next to Barney one. in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <clears throat> that's what definitely legendary moment. Good call. You are welcome. I I knew that she has really great hair in this episode too. Holy fashion for this season! Did we really look like that in two thousand nine? I don't. 2009? I, I don't know. I didn't. Like the Woo Girl episode. Like, I totally had tank tops like that. Yeah. That were, like, tight and top yeah. and on the bottom. I, I love oh. them, too. I didn't have a cowboy hat, at least. No. Oh, you know what? I did. I got but it you looked, for the country fest at Gillette Stadium. But you looked cool in it. I thought it was really cool. And you looked cute. It's okay that you just say this for the podcast. No, it's not, not just really saying. No, it's it. not. Because I have a picture oh, of I the hound to the dog beach. with the hat. And I just remember thinking, you're so fucking cool. I felt cool in that year. That was a cool year. It was a great year. It was just... That when I moved up here? Oh my God, do you remember the gravity no, when, bong? Oh, that one? Oh, yeah. When I... Do you remember you the gravity that bong that yeah. we that made year. in the sink? One time. Yes. And my boob fell out on the porch while we were eating <laughs> Oh my God, yes! And you, I was eating the... the I, it was some Wait, what? vanilla Did ice cream. Did, no! You were the one that told no. me! Oh, I think dang. I was sitting next to you. Or you. And I, we were eating those delicious ice oh. cream. It's vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate. Mm. And we were sitting outside eating them. We ate a lot of those and fudgicles. Oh, oh yeah. So many fudgicles. <laughs> so many fudgicles. And we had just hit the gravity bomb, uh-huh. Dory. Dory. Yep. That's and right. we were sitting out on the porch eating those. And I just remember like thinking, like, this is the best moment of my entire life. <laughs> this, my mouth feels good. My body feels good. Like, so good. And you were just like <laughs> silently laughing like you are now. And I just was like smiling at you. Like, Chris loves me. I love Chris. Like, this, this is the best day. Like, this just feels so great. And you just like couldn't take it anymore. And you're like, Jello, your boob is out. Like, it's just out. And I'm like, what? And I look down. He's wearing, like, a crisscross thing. And I don't know how to skate my bra either. I'm like... They're huge. I was probably what do you mean? You don't know how. I was just going to say... I was, I was probably wearing, like, a size too small, you know, to, like... Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah like, yeah. push them yeah. up. Yeah. And, like, I think it probably just, like, had popped out because I didn't really have much control over my body at that point. And I looked down and, like, my dress is moved, my bra is moved, and my boob is just, oh like, out. God. Like, I was getting ready to, like, breastfeed or something. It's just 
like 30 seconds to put it back. <laughs> on that note. On that note, I'm going to go back. I'll do this. So I'm going to do. What was your legendary moment? Oh. Hmm. Come on, chicken. My legendary moment. Wait, did you give yours too? Is that yours? And we just went on the tangent? Marshall. Oh, yeah, the Mar- Marshall. Marshall. Um, I'm cuddly, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Marshall and Barney eyeing each other while waiting for Ted to tell them which friend he had the dream about. And they're just kind of like, Barney's like got his like drink and they're just making these faces. And just, I don't know, it just made, it tickled me. How's that for a smooth transition between that previous recording and now when I've actually had the chance to, um sit and edit and actually compile all the legendary moments um, to read by myself. Um, Kate, you're a rock star for doing this all the time. I cannot even. And as I told you earlier, this is Kate, but also for you, dear listener, this is the episode of a thousand cuts. Um, Jeanette and Chris and I are all such close, great, great friends. We hadn't seen each other in a while, so there was a lot to catch up on and a lot I had to cut. Otherwise, this episode would have been so crazy long. Um, without further ado, I have the distinct pleasure of getting to read 13 legendary moments all by myself. So I've got my water ready here because I am sure to probably lose my voice at some point. (laughs) Uh, Our first legendary moment comes from David. David writes, first legmo is for Ted agreeing to wait to call, but then immediately texting because, oh, look, it's me, and it's a problem. Though not as bad as joking in air quotes about marriage like that, LOL. Second legmo is for Stan, absolutely amazing. Wish I could meet someone like that. Also thought of for these non-Lily episodes, it would have been a great place to put some Robin and Marshall stories, since then pairing up Ted and Barney is easy. But maybe a certain theory was already in effect. Hmm. Next is Johnny. Johnny writes, hey, K&K, the three-day rule. Is it really a thing? I used to think that it was a thing. The one time it did not follow the three-day rule is the lady who I ended up marrying. Great episode all around. So true to life. There have been many times when I was Marshall and Barney and playing a joke on a friend, but also the one who jumped the gun and texted before the three days were over. My ledge mo of this episode is when Ted is wearing his red cowboy boots in his robe, walking to the kitchen. The look on Robin's face is fantastic. Thanks for the awesome podcast. Thank you for being awesome hosts who share the love of him and with us fans. Johnny B. Oh, thanks, Johnny. Clint writes, Hey, beautiful ladies. Hope I'm not too late with this, but I wanted to throw in my legendary moment for this app. It happens when Stan is meeting with Marshall and Barney to trick Ted into thinking that they are Holly, which Chris, he just hated. He got so mad. Um, when When Stan announces he needs to get back to work, the guys ask when he'll be back. Stan replies, when the wind and fates and chance bring me back, which will be tomorrow. It's cheesesteak day. I don't know why, but it tickles me the way <gasps> it tickles me the way Kevin Michael Richardson delivers the line, and now I'm hungry for a cheesesteak. LOL, just kidding, LOL. Clint. Clint, I said that my legendary moment tickled me. It's crazy. We both used the same language, and I hadn't even you hadn't even sent this by the time we had recorded. 
Richard writes, hi, ladies, what an episode. It's genius in its simplicity. Take a little social concept, put the characters together, and let their interactions drive the plot. My ledge mo for this one is, I'm cuddly, bitch, followed closely by a little texty text, which I mentally quote all the time when I'm on my phone. Dina says, hi, Caitlin and Chris, Jeanette, new guest. Very good, Dina. Yeah, it was Chris and Jeanette, as you heard. Some of my favorite moments of this episode are right in the intro. Not only is Carly a put a pin in that name, but it's also my girlfriend's name, which we both find hilarious. I think my two tied led together uh, legendary moments are Marshall and Barney constantly trying to have sex with Ted and also Ted's naked lady noise because I just enjoy doing it at my girlfriend when she says she's going to take a shower. <laughs> That, that's my poor impression of doing it. Um, and I'll tell you this. Just like Ted, when I was first seeing my girlfriend, I never waited any amount of time to text or call either. Much love and also best wishes to Kate, Dina. P.S. Jesus was Jewish, so if he came back on a Saturday, everyone wouldn't be busy with chores. Jews don't do any chores on Saturday. It's a big thing and everything. That is true. That is true, Dina. Oh, man. Drink break. Number one, and I'm at six of 13. So let's see how far I get with the next one. Next is Ben. Ben says, hey, Caitlin and special guest host. I'm a fan of this episode, and it features the classic Himyan trait of subverting, subverting expectations a lot. My ledge Mozart, Jesus story. Ted lawyering the guys with his call slash text distinction. The way Ted says architecture magazines. A very sick dad. Stan. Stay safe, everyone, and U.S. people, go do your duty to democracy and vote. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Ugh. UK love, Ben. Kelpesh writes, hey, girls, I love this episode. Legendary moment. Barney and Marshall discussing about who was better for Ted. It was bisexual Barney and a Marshall moment. Can't wait for the next few episodes as we come close to the end of the season. Lots of love, Kelpesh. Next is Jeff. Hi, K and K. I hope you both are doing well. My ledge mo for this episode has got to be Stan. He just shows up, helps two strangers mess with their friend's head, and scores a date with Robin. Also, looking at his IMDb, I think he may have the most credits of any other guest star. And you know, I don't know. That's a, a pretty interesting fact. He did have a ton of credits to his name. Best, Jeff. Next, we have Tish. And Tish writes, hey, hope everyone is doing well and Kate is healing and resting. I love how Robin ends up dating Stan. It was just so cute and random. My legendary moment is how Barney and Marshall keep pushing it, how Barney keeps going, or, and Marshall's like, okay, yeah, keep going. Honorable mention for Barney claiming the 3D rule is based on Jesus. Regards, Tish. Car uh, Carlin, excuse me. Carlin just writes, I'm cuddly, bitch. Deal with it. Which is just such a great line. <clears throat> Leone writes, Hi, Kate and Caitlin. I discovered your podcast a few months ago and is now my favorite podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It's always entertaining and comforting to listen to, and I really enjoy reliving all the moments through Hey Beautiful. My legendary moment for this episode is Stan's monologue. It's just perfectly delivered, and I love Barney and Marshall's reactions to his monologue. Furthermore, I find it hilarious how the background music keeps changing as Stan's talking. Stay beautiful. Greetings from Germany, Leonie. Yes, I did love that touch with the music in the background. It's all those really small little things that I feel like Himyan dubs, 
Himyan does so well that make it extra special. Next is Matthew. He writes, hi, K&K. I must confess that in contrast to your enthusiasm, the three days rule is an episode for which I just have a difficult time getting excited. I'm always glad to see Ted's borderline stalker levels of attempted intimacy taken down a peg. At the same time, I just find the whole plot of Marshall and Barney essentially catfishing Ted to be just eye rolling. I think this is the episode where I most strongly miss Lily's balancing influence on things. Robin just doesn't fit the role of being the group's conscious in the same way Lily does. No, she does not. Therefore, my legendary moment must be Stan. Everything he says to Barney and Marshall is essentially the grand romantic style that Ted thinks he has, but generally comes off as truly romantic compared to Ted's creepy and obsessive style. Excellent point. Plus, Kevin Michael Richardson is purely amazing with a voice like no one else. I could listen to him recite poetry for hours. As always, thank you for everything you do to create such a great podcast. It is always a happy moment when a new episode of Hey Beautiful arrives. Stay beautiful and awesome, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. And Josh writes, <clears throat> Hi, K&K. It's been a while since I watched the episode, but I looked it up online to get some details, and that jogged my memory a bit more. A lot of stuff this episode is funny. It's hard to pick one legmo, I think, because there are so many great moments. There's the imagined scenes of Barney and Marshall doing what Holly was doing. Although I think Robin has the best lines this episode with ancient dialogue sounds so stilted now. Or a very sick dad. That gets me every time. Same, same, same. I do think, though, that the best moment is Barney's explanation of the three days rule. We wait three days because that's how long Jesus wants us to wait. I think my legmo is that whole scene where Barney gives that complicated and pretty logical, if kind of offensive, justification with Robin's comment of ancient dialogue seems so stilted now. And I also saw online that apparently Marshall looks up at the sky, uh, in parentheses, God, and mouths sorry during it. I just think everything about his explanation is my legmo. And I also want to say that I love your show so much, Josh. Thank you, Josh. All right. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening uh, and bearing with me through uh, a pretty choppy episode. I really appreciate you sticking with us. And the audio quality is not the best because we were in a room with three people. But hey, we did the best we could, right? Um, So yeah, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for Right Place, Right Time. Make sure to send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject line, right place, right time. It helps us to find them easier. And of course, thank you so much to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being our sponsor. Make sure you head over to their website, rachelscookiesandtreats.com, and use that offer code, capital H-B-F-A-M, to get 25% off. If you love this recap, leave us an Apple Podcast review. It helps more of a... Himian fans find us to help our HB family grow. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hate Beautiful with your hosts, the Turners and Jeanette. Our intro outro music is by Owl All.